T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detailia along with Charlie Long in studio. On our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, Coach Jimmy Patsos uh, covers uh, both college and pro foot uh, pro football. Listen to me, uh, NBA and also college basketball. Jimmy, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Mike and Charlie, it's a pleasure. I got your LSU Tigers coming up next. I'm here in Nashville at the SEC tournament. By the way, a great place to have it. I'm so glad it's back here. And I'm excited. Your Pelicans will talk about that. And, you know, you got some other teams down there running to the tournament in Louisiana. So it's really an interesting time of basketball in your state because I was the guy six weeks ago that said the Pelicans are going to the final. Let me have it. <laughs> There's not much good to talk about with the Pelicans, Coach. No, no, Jimmy. Not, not now. Man, you talk about an epic uh, meltdown or fall. And, and certainly you can say, well, Zion's a big part of that. And he is. But this team, Coach, just has played with very little energy. Uh, that third quarters have, have been El Succo. I mean, bad. Uh, they can't sometimes buy a shot. And I always think, as a, as a coach, I'm going to ask you this question because I was told this by an executive uh, in the NBA, that that second year when you're a head coach, how difficult it is because, you know, you kind of get that grace period year one, Okay. And, man, for here, the way it ended with Willie Green and how they, they – I mean, they went toe-to-toe with Phoenix. And Sean Payton's gone, so Willie Green, he's, he's the new Sean Payton in town. Uh, but he's in the NBA, and we've seen this this year. It, Jimmy, it has really not been well, and the fact that this team plays with so little energy. And sometimes uh, not the focus that you saw it all to come together, and they didn't have Zion last year when they made this run. No, C.J. McCollum did one of the great sell jobs in, in, in psychoanalytical history last year, coming in, getting everyone to buy in. You know, Ingram played better. Valanciunas was effective, but the Jones defense, the Alvarado, Trey Murphy stepping up. Just last year was a wonder job, not only by Willie Green, but I really thought C.J. McCollum deserved a lot. But as you guys know, when you're down there, you know you, you yeah. need real players, and you need to play on a consistent level. They were doing it. My thing with Zion is, look, how good are the Lakers without Magic, the Celtics without Bird, the Pistons without Isaiah, the Bulls without Jordan, the, the Rockets without Akeem? In that league, like, we have the big three in Washington. We have Beal, our all-star, and Kyle Kuzma's on his rise up. There was his contract here, but he's been great. He's been durable, and Porzingis has found himself. So our big three's playing well. You've lost 
lost a guy in Zion that brought a lot of energy to the table. I had you in the Nets. That's how uh, the Nets had gone 18 and 2. And the day after I did your radio show, the Pelicans were in first place. Yep. So where's the energy gone? Is that was that on Willie Green as a second year coach and they're not already tuning him out? I really like Trey Murphy. He just can't make a sh- You really need like a shooter. And then Zion drew so, I mean, the guy shoots 65%. So two out of every three times he's scoring and getting to the line, that's gone. I wonder if the players are kind of disillusioned with like, when's he coming back? I, I, they just released today. It's another two weeks. Like the season's almost over. There's 17, 18 games left. And so maybe they're disillusioned. Maybe Green saying we did it last year with a little bit of magic. McCollum's got some age on him. And Jones is known as a defensive guy. Do you have enough scoring? You know, Alvarado's really good, but he wasn't drafted. People have figured him out. But when Zion's in there, you're really good. And I just, it's just such a sport. Like, you know, I'm from Baltimore. We didn't have Lamar. We battled. We almost beat Cincinnati. We had a fumble from the goal line, but we weren't going to the Super Bowl without Lamar. And, like, I don't know how much you can do without Zion. He was the number one pick in the draft for a reason. And he wasn't Markel Folks, who was kind of a, just didn't make it, or we've all seen, a, you know, there's been guys down the road, a million different guys that haven't made it. Like, Zion's the real deal. He's really good. Like, everyone's scared him in the league when he comes down the lane. His numbers are good. But to not come back, I don't know if the team has lost a little bit of spunk. Willie Green, as you said, is going to have to find him. But I look at your bench, and it's just not good enough. You had, like, 18 points the other day. You lost to the Magic at home, you know. That was like that was the one that really caught. All of a sudden, the Lakers are in ninth. You're in tenth, and the Thunder, who's pretty hungry, now they don't have Chet Holgram. They're number two pick, but Shea Gilgis Alexander and them. They're like you were last year, the Thunder. Like they're like we can do it, and when he comes back, we're going to be great. Do you guys feel that it's been sort of a letdown that he couldn't come back and stay healthy? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Major. the setback. The Major. setback was what got people all upset. Was that we were hearing that he was going to be coming back it's sooner close. rather than it's later? Close. He was back on the court. He was doing some work, and then he gets the setback. And now we're just hearing today that it's a two-week timeline. Coach, my question and for you—that's minimum, coach. Right, a minimum, minimum of two weeks. Of two weeks. Right. Coach, my question for you was: we were talking January second. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And he's been out for two months, and the Pelicans in that timer. As Mike and I have talked about ad nauseum, eight and twenty-two in a thirty-game stretch, which puts them as a total winning percentage at fourth worst in the NBA. But, Coach, my question for you was: with last year's magic that you were talking, the, the magic that the team captured last season in that that postseason push into the playoffs, I think a lot of it had to do with what they did at the trade deadline, going out and getting C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance. Those were that was a big move to try and make that playoff push. This year, they kind of stayed pat. Like, they were struggling in, in 2023, and they went out and got Josh Richardson, who's a good role player, a good wing, but they didn't make a splash move. And I know that it was a seller's market, so the Pelicans may have been smart not to make that move, but do you think that had to play a little bit of a role in the Pelicans kind of losing some life this season? Look, we traded Rui Hachimura because he's more of a scorer, and the Lakers are winning. But we had a decent bench, but we don't need scoring. See, we need... We need defending, tough, grinding guys. This is the Wizards who I cover up the bench. You need to score. Can Josh give it to you? It's too bad you didn't get Josh Hart because he's doing one. And he, and he started with you guys. He's doing wonders in New York. Like, he's energized New York. They've won like eight out of nine. I think they just lost last night for the first time. Like, I agree you have to do something with the trade deadline. But if you think you're getting Zion back and you don't want to mortgage your future, you know, and your division, look, in all fairness, 
you know, I know the Rockets and the Spurs aren't really trying right now because everybody wants, you know, Victor from France. But And on the East, it's sort of the Pistons, although they have a lot of young talent. But I wouldn't give up Trey Murphy for a guy that can help you right now. Like, I think he's really good. I don't know if Alvarado would have got you enough, you know. Jackson Hayes, he's an okay draft pick, a solid guy, but Herb Jones is a coach's delight, defends and all that, but I don't know how much market value he has. Like, he's more valuable to you. With Zion, I really liked your team, so maybe David Griffin and Trajan Langdon just said, let's hold Pat, let's see what we can get. At the time, you're not even in the plan, because we all know, other than Denver, your leagues, your division's a little wild. Like, we have the Celtics and the Bucks, but we also have the Sixers with Embiid, and then the Knicks are coming in a kind of weird kind of way, and the Heat are always dangerous. But we also have a young Cleveland team that has a ton of talent. They're really big in Donovan Mitchell. You guys, I mean, the Warriors you saw last night with Draymond Green. You know, the Kings are kind of new. I like them. But if the Kings are the second-best team in your league, and I'm Griffin, and I'm Langdon, I might say, hey, man, we're just going to wait till we get the big guy back, and we're going to be playing Denver in the playoffs. Now, Durant coming to the Phoenix, now that was a trade. And I don't think you wanted Kyrie. So, because that hasn't worked. In other words, you were in a tricky situation, Charlie and Mike, only because the guy who's supposed to come back is so good. And then your role plays. Like, I really like your team. and I really like Trey Murphy. I saw him at Virginia. I know he's a Rice kid, but he's a little older and he's wiser, but he seems to be getting it. He's just not quite getting the looks. And Zion just got your baskets you needed. But your division, you know, I don't see a powerhouse there other than Joker in Denver. So maybe they said... And John Morant's really good, but they're not as good as they were last year. Now he's in trouble. He'll be back in a couple weeks. We hope that straightens out in the league. But maybe they said, if we hold our hand, maybe someone will double down and we'll draw that little jack we need. And here's our flush, and we're going to the finals, you know. So I don't really blame them, you know, for not giving up some crazy equity. And there wasn't that much out there. But, like, it really comes down to you guys need Zion the way we need Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's been healthy for us. And now we're making a run towards the play. We're in the plan, and we're making the next run because we got Beal. Now, Zion's a different force in there, but if they thought he was coming back two weeks ago and didn't make the trade, and now you saw If you had him now with 17 games to go, you're only two and a half out of fourth place. So, but what you concern me with is you're watching him every day about the energy and his willing green getting the player's attention and all that. That's a different discussion. Yeah. But I really think – I really think – Playing, holding your hand wasn't that bad in the West, you know, because the West is kind of open. Coach, you mentioned, you mentioned Victor Wimanyama, that top overall prospect from France. <laughs> We've gotten a lot of texts and callers and people saying the Pelicans should tank at this point. They're, they're, they're lifeless. They're, they're on this 8-for-22 stretch. But when I look at the overall standings, there are so many teams around, like jumbled up in the same position. Like there are six different teams that have 34 losses in the NBA right now, which I think is kind of a testament to the parity in the league as a whole. But I wanted to get your thoughts on the Pelicans have four games at home, and then they travel for two games against the Rockets and then have a game against the Spurs and the Hornets. So this eight-game stretch could be when they get back into it. But if they continue to fall in the snowball down with this news that Zion's going to be out for at least two more weeks – When's the point where you think the Pelicans should just say, okay, we're done trying to make the play in. We're going to just tank the season. I don't know. You had such a good run last year. I'd try to get in there for the play in. Don't you want to play LeBron in a one-game series if you can now? Yeah. It'd be spicy. Well, the, uh, the Rockets, Spurs, they're clearly, they have a mission on their mind, so I think you're going to beat them. And the Hornets don't have LaMelo Ball. So, like, 
you got some wins coming. And remember, it's who you play when, where. You know, we beat we beat the Trailblazers. Dame Lillard's going to try out there, but we got lucky and beat the Kings. Not lucky, but we beat the Kings. But you know, we caught the Timberwolves. They're not that great either. Like I might take my chances just because if Zion's going to be there in the long run and all that stuff, then don't mess your fan base up. By the way, you're too far away to tank. And Scoot's really good, and the two twins are good. But the draft after Victor, to me, we're going to find out a lot in the next three weeks, including this weekend here at the SEC in Nashville. You know, the most lottery picks in the past five years have come from the SEC. That's why I'm here. Full disclosure, I work for Under Armour. I also work for the Wizards. I'm on the McDonald's All-American Committee. Like, I want Matt to have a chance at LSU, but you guys saw what it's like when you have really good players at LSU, and now Tari Eason's gone, and he's doing well. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't tank, and I think I – think if, if Willie Green and them get a couple wins under your belt, but if the big guy comes running out for the last five or six games and you get in that 7-8 spot, we got in the 7-8 spot two years ago. We lost, then we beat the Pacers at home. It was an exhilarating win, and then we got the Sixers and lost 4-1. to one. But don't you want to play the Joker? Don't you want to play Memphis? I'd ride it out. I can come running through that tunnel in a couple weeks with what you got. And remember, these guys know the playoffs are on the line. The question is, I don't think the Trailblazers can catch it, but that Thunder bunch is a bunch. That Thunder's the OKC Thunder are feisty at home because, as you guys know, it's like a college atmosphere. So you got to watch out for them. But I want to see you in the playoffs. Coach, uh, I'll jump college basketball. Uh, your thoughts on University of Alabama? Uh, really talented team, but they sort of caught in the, the vortex of the tornado here with a, with a lot of things that could be really, really distracting to, to anyone uh, at this stage. But, man. They got some talent, Coach, uh, and uh, we had uh, we talked to Tim Brando. Tim said, "Bottom line, Mike, I think they could end up in the Final Four. Look, Miller was a lottery pick before all the stuff happened, clearly, and then he moved his. We knew who he was, but he has ascended. Look, Arkansas's three freshmen was supposed to be better than him. They're not. Alabama, he's done a good job. Oats, they're scoring. He's handled the distraction. I like that Miller came out and said today he was devastated and he was really shocked that it all went down the way." Hey, we've all boys have been boys, but that's a very serious charge. But they've seemed to hung together there. Auburn had them down. I was watching the game last week because we have Bruce Pearl and Auburn. They had them down 15, and they lost in overtime. Now, that's one of those things that you have to look at and say, can someone catch them? But I don't know. I think Cal and Kentucky got a sneaky little group. He's getting them together. The guy who's done a great job is Texas A&M. Yes. But the talent level, the talent level at Alabama is really high. And now that they've come out and said we're sorry and we feel bad, at least at least they're addressing the issue. I think they're a number one seed. I think they're definitely going to Sweet 16. Ah, UCLA just lost Jalen Clark, their best defensive guard. In other words, that would be. A, I look at like the Elite Eight matchups. You know, Purdue's got Zach Eady. I've seen them play him twice. He's really good. The rest of the team doesn't compare to Alabama athletically. You know, I think it's just it's an interesting little scenario coming. It would not shock me if Alabama made the Final Four at all. And they have much more talent than just Miller. They're a really good team. But the SEC has turned – you guys never would have thought it. The SEC has turned into a basketball conference. I'm here in Nashville. This playing game, I was in the ACC. They used to open the doors for the 8-9 game. You know, barely anybody came. This place is like packed. This place is like packed. And it's really an energized conference. And Ole Miss is going to hire somebody I don't know real soon. And I hope it's Chris Beard. I hope he gets another chance. I was going to ask you about that, Coach. Your thoughts on Beard, Beard get, getting friend. another another chance? Look, I don't know. I'm not a judge and jury, and I obviously what I got you. wasn't good. He was, it wasn't good what happened, but he can really coach, and I know him as a good guy. 
And I know Ole Miss would be in a good place as him. Sorry, Kermit didn't make it, but Pearl's good. South Carolina's in a rebuilding stage. Florida's trying to figure it out. Georgia's trying to figure it out. But top of your conference, second to none. And that Texas A&M guy has done a great job. Remember, Texas and Oklahoma. He's done a fabulous job there. Really has. You, your I, thoughts? Like, I, I like Matt McMahon. I want to give Matt I was going to ask you about really Matt. Recruit. I like him. He's just got a chance get a chance to recruit. And he's going to figure out. We all know what the definition of a coach is. Carriage drawn by horses. Okay? <laughs> he's got he got to get some players down there. And, and, and I think he will. But LSU has always been able to recruit nationally. And that's what Matt has to do. But the Alabama, Auburn, Kentucky, Vandy's picked it up. Mississippi State's better, but Texas A&M, they're my little, they're my little surprise team of the year. Coach, I, this is a two-part question for you. With conference tournaments, it's my favorite time of the season. I love watching the conference tournaments. So the first question is, which, uh, and now that we're getting into these Power 5 tournaments, which tournament are you looking forward to the most, and then which tournament do you think there's going to be the most chaos in? Well, seeing as Tennessee's here, and I told you already, I think never con- – you don't have to bet on Calipari, but you better not bet against them. So I think the tenor, I think the SEC is the one that could, while I believe Alabama's great, have some upend in it. The Big 12's been strong. I don't know if the Big 10 matters as much in Chicago just because, like, they're kind of getting all their teams in, but they don't have, like, a seeding. Everyone's going to be, like, a three, four, or five seed other than Purdue. You can really move up in this SEC. And the Big 12 with Kansas, I still just believe in Kansas. And the Big East, you know, Connecticut's got this funny look about them that they might be getting hot at the right time. They're really tall and long, and Jordan Hawkins, who's a Washington, D.C. kid, is their best player. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's a complete shock in the Big East. I think I would think it's going to be kind of a play it out the way it is in the Big Ten. The Big 12, I still have Kansas. But to me, I'm here for a reason because I'm in the most interesting conference in the country, and I'm glad I'm in Nashville. Great town, rock and roll. We're playing country. I'm going to go sing a little Bob Seger, some Creedence Clearwater. I, the potpourri of Nashville is included is included in Bridgestone Arena. I think this is the best tournament, and I think it's the most wide open because there's some really, you know, Mississippi State, because it's just a really interesting tournament. So this is the one that I think has the most interesting ending is going to be the SEC tournament. And then, Coach, there's already been some teams that have stolen some or that have booked their tickets to the NCAA tournament with automatic bids by winning their conference tournaments. What are some of these mid-major teams that you're keeping an eye on for potential first-round upsets in the NCAA tournament? Look, College of Charleston, I just watched them. They, they, I just watched them beat they're impressive. They beat well, 31 wins, Coach. <laughs> 31 wins and they're deep. I like Charleston. You know, St. Mary's isn't really going to surprise anybody, but the way they ended against Gonzaga, I think they're going to try to get that back together. I'm really interested to see the, the Florida Atlantic team in the conference, but I'll tell you who team to look out for is like, Colgate took Arkansas to the wire and Vermont. Like, those are two little Eastern schools with kind of smart kids and all that. But Colgate, Colgate took Wisconsin to the wire, and Vermont was beating Arkansas at halftime last year. So, And by the way, the Razorbacks is another team that could win this tournament. But I think, like, Vermont and Colgate are kind of like, you want to take first-round upsets them? I really have a funny feeling about College of Charleston. And then everyone's enamored with Florida Atlantic, and that coach is rumored to get a job in your league if one opens. Besides, I think he's in the old Miss starts too. So keep an eye on them. And then, you know, the Louisiana thing, because you got to call Louisiana's going, right? You have one team in. Okay. Oh, you do. You're talking right up Charlie's alley. He's a University of Louisiana grad. So, so and like, like those teams, if they get the right, you know what? They got to get a team that plays different than them. Like, if they're playing faster and the other team wants to play slower, 
they get Providence who grinds it out or something like that. Like, you saw Richmond beat Iowa last year. Like, those are the games I like. But, yeah, Louisiana, I saw that. They're in there. And it's going to be a fun week of some small tournaments. But these big boys in the SEC, I'm really interested to see how this, this tournament shakes out. Coach, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Man, you're one of our favorite guests and uh, always enjoy having you on. No, I really appreciate it, Charlie. Mike, be good and tell tell Bobby I said what's up, too. And and I know know Deuce McCallis is waiting to see who Ole Miss hires. He probably already knows down there. I'll see you guys. All right. Thank you, Coach. Thanks. Coach Jimmy Patsos, former uh, college basketball coach, now an analyst for NBC Sports, always Charlie, man, he's fantastic. Absolutely. I loved all the talk about the conference tournaments and stuff. As I said, my conference tournament time is my favorite time of the year for basketball. It's Sounds like so he's fun. having a good time in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Maybe know, look out for some For uh, that some northern upsets, coach. Uh, some upsets in the SEC. That'd be pretty that fun. coach from up north having a good time uh, down in the south. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.